This season on Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. We both got the same call at 4 a.m. What was said on the other line made absolutely no sense at the time. When police agencies approach you at your regular job asking for help, how do you say no? These are the first responders, and they need our expertise. I had to sit down with my wife and explain to her I was being hunted, that she had to leave in the middle of the night with our kids. I told her to leave her cell phone, leave her credit cards, and, and her ATM. Leave no trace. I told her not to tell me where she was going. It was heartbreaking. We could just feel the danger closing in. I drove home a different route every day. I didn't walk outside at night. I stopped answering our phones. When you get to a point in your career where you're reaching the top of your field, you have to pray you don't make more enemies than friends. That's when we decided that we were either going to be the prey or the predators. I think sandalwood. Yeah. Am oh, I right? Or, no, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's funny. You know, uh, the uh, company that I get this beard oil from, they uh, they got my order wrong last time. They sent me a beard brush instead yeah. of my, my oil, which was great. I mm -hmm. love the brush. But, uh, you know, I contacted them, and they, they sent me lots of other gifts, including this. This is a Cedar Atlas uh, beard oil. So That's it's very, very piney. Kind of, you know, sappy, just woodsy, a little bit of sawdust scent to it. Cedar, uh, I read somewhere, is really good for making closets. Yeah. And furniture. They don't get moths. Yeah. Although I'm not yeah, into yeah. carpentry. <clears throat> I've never had a moth, you know, coming around me and my beard. Exactly. It's the opposite of a light. It's the exact hmm. opposite. Welcome to season two of Dylan and Dutch mm. Metal Detecting. Kicking it off. They said we wouldn't have a season two. Ha! They were wrong. Everybody mocked us, and now they're all listening. This season's a little different. We're going to be going in real time, uh, talking about some of the things we do <clears throat> as a metal detecting club. Like I say, all we talk about is metal detecting, what it's about, uh, best metal detectors for yeah. your money. Uh, I mean, if if you're if you're new to metal detecting, go listen to season one, and you'll feel like you're a, you're a pro. You can write a book. Yeah. Probably, In fact, yeah. I mean, you'll know which metal detectors to get. Yeah. Right now, we're not endorsed by one just yet, but I have a feeling they're coming around. There's a big convention coming up that we're going to be going to. They said there's going to be gold detecting 
celebrities. And uh, we're not going to give it away just yet, but we're going to be there. <laughs> so break out your uh, headshots of us. We'll, we'll autograph for free this time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my own Sharpies, so don't, don't worry about that, yeah. What color Sharpie are you going to use? <clears throat> Gold. So am I. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> why not? So, last episode we talked about how one of our friends contacted us, who is a special agent with the Federal, federal Bureau of Investigation. You may have heard of him. We didn't say his name. We're not going to say anything about that. We're not going to even talk about the name of the case or... Basically, what happened was a crime occurred on a federal hiking trail that we're familiar with. Our friend gave us a call, no, knows about our reputation, said, Hey, Dylan, Dutch, why don't you come out here if you could use your metal detectors and find some stuff. Yeah, so today uh, was the big day that we actually went out. But before we went out, we had to go through a number of background oh, checks. Oh, wow, yeah. And, you know, clearance, clearance this, clearance that. Fingerprints. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I must have been fingerprinted five times. Yeah, you think that just the once was good enough. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's yeah. different, yeah. Um, you know, they they wanted urine samples. Yeah, I don't know why. That one guy asked for your urine sample. He didn't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that guy even worked there. Probably not, but I mean... What a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway. You gotta drink more water. <clears throat> yeah. Well, sure. Sure. Um... So yeah, that we, I mean, we went through all of that before actually going out today. Yeah, so we go out. What happens is, is a murder did occur. I uh, believe it was by gun, a uh, bullet shooting gun, obviously. The FBI already has a, uh, like a boundary marked off in like a grid. It's about mm -hmm. 200 yards by 200 yards. It's like an open field. Based on the projection of the bullet, I believe it was a thirty-eight, and going through the soft tissue of the body, they determined that the bullet was within that area. So, basically, we're briefed on just, they, they pretty much say, go metal detect this area. If you find anything, don't touch it. Uh, they gave us just some Bic pens just to lay next to the bullet. Or whatever we find, we just leave it there, take a photo, and then we call someone. We just yell for someone to come out. This is one of those uh, really great times, too, to point out um, how versatile metal detecting really is. Um, it's it's not always about going and finding you know uh, coins or you know lost jewelry on a beach um, or things like that. You know, I mean, we're definitely providing a service to the community. Sure. And uh, you can feel good about that. You really can. Like, you're giving back. I feel great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it was a beautiful day. It was nice. You know what I found interesting? Every time I tried to ask a question to the commanding, I guess, <clears throat> officer, they would tell me not to ask any more questions. They're really secretive about it. Yeah. It makes sense. After a while, I just assumed that it was fine. I'm not going to ask any more questions. We put on some special shoes just to make sure that we didn't like track in footprints because I think footprints was part of the evidence. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in the police. <clears throat> what were those made out of? I have no clue. Hmm. Uh, Gore-Tex? Who knows? I don't know. Plastic? <coughs> so we go out there. We're metal detecting for like a few hours in a tight grid. Mm -hmm. 
Um, We'd been on this hiking trail before. All the time. Yeah. What I found interesting was they didn't offer us water. They offered us Perrier. Did you find that kind of weird? You know, I didn't even think about it at the time, but now that I, now that I think about it, yeah, that was kind of weird. I mean, that's a really big, that's an expensive, that's expensive water. Well, they got to have a lot of money. I mean, I guess so. I'm just thinking if we're out there in the hot sun, they could probably just get water. I don't need carbonated water. I mean, we had lobster for lunch. Yeah. I mean, they had their own chef. It was all you can eat. He said, what do you want? I said, well, a lobster. Yeah. As a joke. And he's like, coming right up, sir. I don't even know where he pulled that lobster out. Neither do I. We're not that close to the sea. No. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, so uh, that was our uh, lunch. It was delicious. It was really good. Rock lobster. The garlic butter was great. And uh, seasonal vegetables from that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We go back out on there, on the plains. <clears throat> Meanwhile, as we're doing this, I mean, our fans are like coming up to us left and right, or like yelling at us, and the FBI yeah. keeps saying, "No, no, no, keep it down. They're doing their thing." And if you want to talk to Dylan and Dutch, go through the usual fan mail, fan club, and anything like that. You could tell they were getting pretty annoyed. Right. The, the agents. Yeah. yeah. There's a crowd. Well, that's what happens when you hire us. Yeah, we're gonna have a we have a cult like following. Yeah, any any secrecy of like where they were working or anything, kind of went out the window there. Eventually, it was it was mentioned to us, kind of suggested. Next time we go out, wear masks, mm-hmm. like a full ski masks. It was ninety degrees out there today, though. Yeah, I didn't even have a shirt on. Yeah, no, I saw that. You got a pretty good tan. I did. I had a tank top on. Hmm. That's it. I, that's pretty much what I was it wearing. It was a good color on you, though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the 1970s soccer shorts that go almost two inches down your leg, like really short? I wore that, that too. You made it work, though. I mean, I was wearing Birkenstocks. Yeah. With the covering the FBI gave me. So, we're out there, and uh, I think six hours in... Did we hit on something, or we we came across a number of things out there? I mean, you know, the usual beer cans, pull tabs, um, a watch, coins. That, that Casio watch. That that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, from like the eighties, felt like yeah. I was in the movie uh, War Games with Matthew Broderick. Like yeah, really yeah. old watch. Um, uh, rusted out shovels and yeah, yeah, a few a few tools. Um, you found a duck carcass. Yeah, well, yeah. It had it had a shot in it from a shotgun. Bird shot or yeah. something? Is that yeah. what it is? Um, that's that was the only reason why I found it. Yeah, it was in a bush. But then you came across what they were looking for. Yeah. Uh, it was. Well, I found the first bullet. Mm-hmm. It was a Smash thirty eight. When they're looking for a bullet, there. <clears throat> what's important is there's a lot of grooves in a bullet. And if they they can match it to a gun, it's like a fingerprint. Unfortunately, this bullet was smashed, and there's no way they're going to find the grooves in it. And with that, they also wouldn't have a chance of pulling a fingerprint off the bullet. So, I mean, it was part of the crime, 
they did detect blood on it later on. I'm, you know, but uh, I found the first bullet. <coughs> Two hours later, you found the second and the third. Tell mm -hmm. us about that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I actually went outside of the grid. It's uh, the thing when people give us boundaries, we break them. You I don't know, know why I, they would give it to us? I had a hunch. Have they heard of season one? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. But did listen. they really listen to it? Maybe yeah. they just didn't get it. Um, I had a hunch, and if you have done any metal detecting before, you know that if you have a hunch, you follow it. Uh, you Absolutely, know. one thousand percent of the time. You got to make a grid. You got to follow your grid, but you also just have to go with your gut. Uh, I saw a tree, and it was it was like it was speaking to me. I said, "Dutch." Yeah. Come on over here. And so I did. I followed over it. Um, on my way to the tree, I was sweeping the ground with my mm -hmm. metal detector yeah. and came across uh, bullets two and three, both yeah. on the way to the tree. Yep. <clears throat> um, the FBI guys, they were, they, they were looking kind of puzzled, scratching their heads a little bit, wondering, you know, how they could have gotten that wrong. I didn't question it. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to, like, rub it in their faces or anything. It was just like, here you go, guys. Got it. They used a mathematician to create that grid. You and I both realized early on, we're familiar with 38s. Mm -hmm. We're also familiar with flesh wounds. And When they gave us the grid, immediately you and I had a conversation. We said, <clears throat> the mathematician's dead wrong. The algorithm is off. They're not accounting for wind speed, humidity, velocity. And uh, because of the blood spatter on the ground, we realized that they underestimated the grid. And because of that, and because that tree called out to you, mm -hmm. is why we were able to get all, all the remaining bullets. There's a lot more to it than math. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a lot more. Yeah. The captain was pissed off at you, though, because you went outside <laughs> the grid. Yeah. He was, he was yelling at me. He, he drew his gun on me at one point. <laughs> I know. Um. I've never seen a man that angry. Yeah, he was pretty red. Yeah. He was, I turned I turn to my friend, I was like, you, you think this guy committed the murder? Yeah. Um, almost like he didn't want me to go for Right. Him. Yeah, which, whatever. Turns out, they're just, uh, I would equate the FBI to uh, Boy Scouts with badges. They just wanted us to follow in the grid, because we found the one bullet that was evidently good enough for them, but um, we're not, a, we're not, Dylan and Dutch is not about good enough. We're about the best. Yeah. You give us a job, we're going to get it done. If a police agency <clears throat> says, bring in the mediocre, they'll get the Strizzle brothers. <laughs> they suck, in a way. If they want to bring in the best, they bring in Dylan and Dutch. Yeah. And you know what? They know now our style. Yeah. And we know their style. And I think there's an understanding now. Mutual respect, I think. <laughs> yeah. They got to do what they got to do, I sure. guess. But now they realize what we're about. Yeah. Well, if someone gives us a job, we're going to finish it. We're not going to do things halfway. A great philosopher uh, once said, "The world meets nobody halfway." And uh, that was Lincoln Hawk from the movie Over the Top. Have we mentioned Over the Top yet? Jeez, I don't know. 
This is the second best arm wrestling movie I've ever seen. Easily. Easily the second best. Yeah. One thing we've never really mentioned was, what is your favorite Sylvester Stallone action movie? You gotta think about it. Oh, man. We did nothing but talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies while out on this job. But we never talked about Sylvester Stallone action movies. He's got a bunch. Yeah. You gotta ask yourself, are you a purist? Are you more Ooh. about the blockbuster? Are you about the underdog? Are you about futuristic war? Ooh, like Demolition Man. Exactly. Judge like Dredd. Judge Dredd, too. Oh, man. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Can I say Rambo, too? Yes. Is that okay? Oh, my gosh, yes. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. Rambo, I'm going to say Rambo, too. That's a great film. Um, yeah. Best line in it was, or, <clears throat> pardon me, best line in it was, uh, do we get to win this time? <laughs> yes, Colonel Troutman, that. Funny thing about Rambo 2, I don't think I mentioned this on my podcast, or on this podcast, is when we first got a VCR in 1985 or 86, my parents brought a VCR home. They'd rented three movies from the movie store. I remember it vividly. They rented The Breakfast Club. They rented The Karate Kid. And I'm and I'm serious. <laughs> and they rented Rambo 2. That's that's an all-star lineup. Isn't that a great lineup? Yeah. yeah. I love all three of those movies. That's... It's not hard to understand why. I made my kids watch Karate Kid the other night. Or the other day. I made them watch it. That's good. You're a good dad. My oldest son was furious. He's four. He hmm. said he's never going to watch it. Uh, my first and third child were like, whatever, let's just do this. But they loved it. Yeah. In a way, it's a terrifying movie about a kid that's bullied, who was befriended by an old um, janitor slash martial arts expert. It's essentially the story of our lives in a way. Yeah. Now, now that I think about it. I really love that movie. I could watch it every day. William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence... He's retweeted the stuff I've tweeted at him. I've seen that. Yeah. That's impressive. He's a really great guy. Yeah. I think my favorite action movie for Sylvester Stallone, I mean, if we had, let me think about it. There's Cobra. Uh, Crime is disease, I'm the cure. I love it. Mm. Uh, there's Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, Rambo movies, Rocky movies, Expendables. Did you like the Expendables movies? I liked them. I liked the first two. The third one was like... I don't I mean, think I saw the third one. They're all really over the top, and they're all like... There's something great about that. Right. Pure. It's just... just unadulterated. We're not going to fake it. No. This is this is who we are, this is who we've always been. Yeah. Third one was fine, <clears throat> the first one was... first and second one were great. But I'm going to have to say, my favorite Stallone action film is Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> Estelle Getty, Sylvester Stallone, I mean... Oh, man. Perfect. I mean, she carries a forty-four on her. That's a cannon. That's like... It could destroy a building. Classic. Could, according to Archer, it could kill a building. Yeah. Forty-four. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm glad we had this talk. Because mm. it's important to know. I think Rambo 2 is actually a really good film. Yeah. When did you first see it? This year. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you seen Rambo 3? No. My dad took me to see Rambo 3 in 1988... It came out 
It was touted as the most violent movie of its time, or at the time, the most mm-hmm. violent up to that time. And I was seven years old. He's like, George, we're going to go see Rambo 3. Like, yeah. <clears throat> that was before all the crazy nonsense about not bringing kids to R-rated movies. <laughs> Great film. We're going we're gonna to have to watch it. There's a scene where he's surrounded by the Russian army. Really? And Colonel Trotman says, what are we going to do? I'm not going to repeat what he says, because this is a PG podcast, but it is, I think it's my dad's favorite line. I'm going to have to go get Rambo 3. The 80s were full of um, propaganda against Russia. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean... Well, for a good reason. Did you ever see Red Dawn? (laughs) How many times? Just the the original. Yeah, yeah, that's no. If 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 someone tells me my VHS, I wore out my Red Dawn VHS tape. If someone tells me, Dylan, I've only seen the new one. I'm gonna punch you right in the face, and I want blood to come from your nose, mouth, and eyes and ears. I would say so. You haven't seen Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the cover on the VHS? Oh man, it's terrifying. It's a bunch of people parachuting into a small town. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, the biggest uh, fear of the 80s, the Russians uh, coming to get us. Yeah. That's a great movie. We're, like, totally denigrated into, like, movie critics, but... Oh, man. But why not? It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. You know what's funny? When we went out there with the FBI, I was kind of hoping it would be kind of like Point Break. Mmm. Because that's a great film. I really hope you've seen it. The original. The original. Not the new one. Patrick Swayze. I haven't seen the new Keanu one. Keanu Reeves. I won't Keanu see the Reeves. new one. Oh, and, I, and what's his name? Will, oh, um, Gary Busey. Yeah. Yeah. They're surfers. <laughs> Back off, War Child. Great, great film. Yeah, another classic. Yeah. Everything Patrick Swayze does is amazing. And I haven't told you this. Before we ever go out on a, on a job, not like... For like to hobbyist or anything like that, I think of Patrick Swayze hmm. and his um, performance in the movie Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. and the other one was uh, the Real McCoy. Great films. Mm-hmm. I just think about how he always gave it a thousand percent, and uh, it inspires me. He really did. When I found out he died, it pretty much ruined my year. Yeah. <coughs> that was a that was a tough one. Yeah. So we're out on the job. We turn on the bullets. After the captain yells at us, you know, he comes back and he says, Hey, Dutch, you know what? I didn't realize that you were this hand-to-hand expert, and I, you could have killed me any moment. And, you know, please accept my apology. And, mm-hmm. and, he, and he took us out and he bought us a round of beers. Yeah. No, he was a stand-up guy. Yeah. Good guy. Kind of a jerk. Well, he only bought one round. Yeah. That was a two-rounder, the way he was yelling, spitting. He drew his gun. Crying. He was crying. Jeez. Yeah. Very unprofessional. How did he pass the psychological exam? I don't know. You never know with these guys. It's true. I mean... I mean, how did... How did we pass? Well, I... Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't mention... I don't mention it here, either. That's true. Hmm. Sorry, I'm really stressed out because of all the court hearings I'm having. Oh, yeah. How's that lawsuit going? You know, I am a firm believer in our Second Amendment. You you have the 
the right to bear arms. I haven't killed any bears, so I'm not going to have any of those. But, uh, no. I, I want to take it a step further, and the NRA is a very powerful organization. I want to start a, a supplemental organization, not to defeat them, but to say, hey, there's another, there's another choice out there besides guns, right? Absolutely. What's, the, what's another weapon that, that could be helpful in case you have an intruder? I know. The sword. The sword, exactly. So what I want to do is I want to start the National Sword Association, or the NSA. The NSA uh, sent me a cease and desist letter. Big deal. So then I wanted to uh, rename it to the North American Sword Association. But then NASA sent me a strongly worded cease and desist. So I've been forced to start the NASASA organization, North American Sword and Scabbard uh, Association. So the law, I, I've finally decided to do that. So if you mm. want to join NASASA, um, look at nasasa.org and uh, sign up, put you on my mailing list. But I finally decided to compromise. I guess we need the NSA and NASA, but uh, I think we all need NASASA. You know, NASA's been good to you and I. They've been fine. I mean, the yeah. the meteor mining, the comet yeah. mining. Well, they they put us onto some good leads. Sure they did. <clears throat> we yeah. found some interesting things. They scratched our back and we scratched theirs. Yeah. We sure. uh, we played ball with them. Yeah. You know, they they came. One of the guys came to my office today. You know, we go a long way back. It's like yeah. They let so. us keep those things that we found. Oh my gosh. Get ready for season four for that one. Oh my gosh. It's my opinion. Everyone should have a sword. You know how much crime would go down if you had a sword. Everyone, mm -hmm. and if someone is killed by a sword, they probably deserved it. It takes a lot of effort to kill someone with a sword. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. We should also be carrying, uh, be wearing Kevlar as well. That's why we're all safe and we're all protected. Mm -hmm. And if a sword does kill you, you probably deserved it. I mean, that just makes sense. Occasionally I wear chain mail underneath my clothes. Sure. I, we, we, I just think it's comfortable. Feels good. Yeah. Feels good for it to, like, uh, that, um, like, tambourine sound mm -hmm. moving around all day long. Yeah. Do you oil your chainmail? Um, I just I just use I'm oily enough already, you know. I read a great article a few years back about how beard oil can supplement as chainmail oil. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I never need to oil probably it. Probably not. It just drips down. It's glorious. Yeah. So one thing. I want the listeners to take away is we had been working for we've just been doing silly, like stuff for like local police agencies but what was important about this is the FBI actually we're on their radar now mm -hmm. my friend called me up the other day this is a few days ago that we we found the stuff in that um on the hiking trail on the offshoot of it but my friend actually said that they have they might have something um for us to go to, but oh, they're, yeah? they're actually going to fly us out there. I oh. think and the, the higher-ups saw our work, and they saw that we were really good, and we didn't ask too many questions, and, I mean, there's confidentiality, like, which we have not broken here. Yeah. We're not going to talk about anything. Really, they're not going to tell us anything, but we're also not going to talk about yeah. 
who was convicted or who died or anything like that. Um, we, we won't do that until like a case is wrapped up or yeah, there's we wouldn't conviction. compromise anything. We're not going to compromise any investigations. So yeah, that's great. My schedule is pretty free. Good. Yeah. I I have to say I'm really exhausted. Oh yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't know why. But I mean, I I felt like today was pretty invigorating. I got a. For some reason, someone called my cell phone at 3 a.m. this morning. And then when I answered it, you know, you're growling, you're like, I answered, I was like, hello? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong number. Like, he's like totally wide awake. Because when someone, when someone calls that early in the morning, you think, you automatically think something bad is happening. Someone die, car accident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so weird that you mentioned that. Because I, I just realized and remembered that that exact same thing happened to me. Wait, this morning? About 3.45. Wait, I, let, me, let me see your cell phone. This is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On the re- yeah. No caller ID. That's crazy. <laughs> that is seriously wild. It's really weird. Just a drop of water in an endless sea. 